Welcome back to Heard on Main Street, your weekly dose of Capitol Hill Buzz. Today I'm joined by Congressman Chris Smith from New Jersey's 4th Congressional District. So thanks for joining us, Chris. Congratulations are in order. Your bill, the Autism Cares Act of 2019, was recently signed by President Trump. Why is this bill so important, and how does it continue the work that the bill of 2014 started? Okay, thank you for the question. Uh, you know, I actually am the author of the 2014 Autism Cares Act, uh, the one before that in 2011, and the original, uh, which I made part of the Children's Health Act. It was part of it was Title One, uh, which started it all, and it came out of casework in my district uh, in identifying a need that was absolutely not being met by CDC or the National Institutes of Health. Uh, so we've been growing the amount of money that's available for research. Uh, almost exponentially ever since. Uh, this bill provides now law $1.8 billion uh, over five years, significantly funding NIH, which is doing critical research, CDC, which is doing unbelievable good work with a number of programs, including uh, the Learn the Signs Act Early program, which everyone uh, should take a look at to make sure that at two months, four months, six months, eight months, and on, their child is not manifesting uh, symptoms or signs of, of autism or being on the spectrum. So, it, it, you know, early detection still is not happening. Um, uh, most are still discovered at about four years of age, even though the diagnosis can be made as early as six months, certainly no later than two years. So we're missing all of those interventions that could significantly improve the child's life uh, if we just got it early. So again, CDC has Centers for Disease Control, this tremendous program called Learn the Signs, Act Early. It's online, anybody can look at it, uh, and it's a great tool, and so many, many other things as well. Well, this is amazing you're doing this. I have so many friends who have children who are suffering. Yes, yes. Yeah, so thank you for being a huge champion in the, on this oh, issue. Oh, yeah. It's, it's I, and I think it's making a difference. You know, the, the beauty, we wrote this in the original bill, uh, and the one now it's called IAC. It's the Interagency Autism Coordinating Committee. Uh, they painstakingly uh, look not to duplicate efforts to met out the monies in a way that meets questions that they ask. They create strategic plans. Uh, and NIH, you know, really takes the lead on this. And, of course, top people at HHS. Uh, so they are methodically looking at the risk factors, genetic and otherwise, pesticides, all the environmental concerns um, to try to give the best insight as to how we can treat, uh, prevent over time, and I think that's going to come. Uh, so it's it's very encouraging uh, what very well focused federal funding can do, uh, and so this this law will not only continue it but expand it. And one other thing we wrote into the law: our big emphasis has always been on kids, and it has to stay there, no doubt about it. But 70,000-plus children matriculate into adulthood every year, and we're not ready for the jobs that many of the people on the spectrum will need, housing, education. It ought to be continuing. Uh, so we put a, you know, a major component into this new bill, now law, uh, that looks at the entirety of the lifespan uh, so that we can help many of those who are underdiagnosed, misdiagnosed, and those who right now and in the last several years have aged out into adulthood. Uh, they've got to be cared for and, um, and, and be part of all of our efforts. 
it's just it's amazing it really is amazing because i know so many people that are kind of lost so this has been a huge help and and giving them the research that's needed i have one final question for you this bill i mean everything with going on in washington this bill had overwhelming bipartisan support why do you think that is uh i think you know in after i got the the original language as title one of the children's health act that set all of this up uh, it took three years there were a lot of people who opposed it, um, including at the CDC. They now have changed. They've changed completely in the positive. They talk about the BRIC study. BRIC was in my district. That's when I brought them up and we said, look, we're not doing the job on this. We have prevalent spikes happening all over the country and world. Uh, we need to be addressing this aggressively. Uh, they came around. But in the year 2000, um, I formed a caucus, um, a working group of members of the House. And uh, I reached out to Mike Doyle, a Democrat, Mm -hmm. uh, and he joined us. And we we have grown that caucus. So we have people on various committees uh, who are knowledgeable. We brief frequently uh, so that everybody's on the same page. Of course, we're talking to the researchers all the time. So we've built a credible reason why $1.8 billion uh, needs to be spent uh, you know, there were some. The bill had a hold on it in the Senate for a while because of the price tag in part. Uh, but it's like, you know, these kids need our help uh, and we can really make all the difference. You know, there's there's studies going on. One of them, you know, I wrote a law in the year 2005 uh, on umbilical cord blood stem cells, uh, which are highly yeah. efficacious. Very I remember ethical. that. Well, w- there's a Dr. Kurtzberg from Duke who helped me write that law. It took five years to get passed. We introduced it, and we had a working session of all time on 9-11, the day we got hit at the Pentagon and at the World Trade Center. Uh, at 8 o'clock that morning, we were working on that bill. Well, lo and behold, she has now gotten a significant grant to look at cord blood stem cells, uh, and their, not just their safety because they are very safe, but their efficacy in trying to help children uh, get to a better functioning area uh, in their lives uh, through that, you know, the, the, the ability to regenerate and to protect uh, what is now the inability to connect. Um, she's, she's working, you know, she's in clinical trials. Uh, so I think for all children uh, and parents and caregivers of, uh, and adults who have autism or certainly have a loved one, there's reason for hope that we're going to unlock uh, some of the mysteries that have been elusive for years uh, funding makes a difference, but Dr. Kurtzberg, again, Duke University, uh, is doing this. You know, so we're, we're borrowing from the idea of cord blood stem cells that work and help to cure or mitigate disease in about 80 different uh, sicknesses, including leukemia and sickle cell anemia, and now apply it here too. Uh, so that's you know another good news story that's out there. So there's reason for great hope, uh, but. Funding for research makes all the difference in the world. We need to continue to expand applied behavioral therapy, uh, which is a great ABA, it's called. It just helps those people with feedback and intensive feedback, particularly early on, uh, so that you can help get that individual to focus uh, even better uh, than um, than they have before. So, you know, all of this put together, um, I say to everyone who's suffering now from autism, uh, we are going to get to the point where, um, you know, I think we're going to greatly mitigate its impact. Uh, we know that a lot of the young young moms are stretching out their 
the protocol on getting vaccines. While thimerosal has been largely disputed as being a problem, um, the large number of vaccines that might want somebody might want to get at any given time get the vaccines. They prevent horrible diseases. But if you stretch out, you know, the timeline on those, at least some anecdotal evidence, evidence that that may reduce the risk of of, uh, of autism or being on the spectrum. So, you know, we're it's it's all about where does the science take us and I think um, the science is going to take us to a very good place. Well, I have to tell you, thank you. As, as I'm a mom, I want to thank you for, for your dedication to this. In my opinion, this is what elected officials should be doing and helping oh, improve Americans' lives. So really, so thank you, and uh, thank you very much for joining us today. I appreciate it so much, and uh, thank you for getting this out to a lot of people, I think, who can use this information. Again, like with that CDC early detection uh, learn the signs, act early, uh, and also the really proven applied behavioral analysis, the ABA initiative that has made the difference in the lives of so many. Well, thank you. Really, seriously, thank you so much for, for everything you're doing on this issue. Oh, thank you. Great. Take care.